adopting a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-326-7765 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-326-7765. That's 800-326-7765. What do you have to lose? Call 800-326-7765. Again, 800-326-7765. Wichita's new sports leader, ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM, KKGQ, Newton. This is the Shane Dennis Show on the new ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Welcome in. Happy Monday, everybody. Episode 654 on a red Monday. Chiefs going back to the Super Bowl. We'll be talking all about it. We'll get into the deets here in a second. Here's how you can be a part of the show. We'd love to have you either on the hotline or the text line. And we can tell you how you can enjoy the show. This one and Pat with the pulse two to four. And even the program from 4 to 6 and the Border Patrol from 8 to 10. Here's how you can do it. Uh, during this show and The Pulse, you can call us, 316-669-4996. Text line, 316-247-0923. Those are the two big ones. Call us or text us, depending on what we ask for. Uh, you can text anytime you feel like it. We had a text or text prior to uh, the show starting today, a few hours ago, as a matter of fact. And the question was, when was the last time a team went to the Super Bowl four times in five years? And technically, it's happened once, but not like you think, because Buffalo made four in a row in the early 90s. So if you bookend 1990 or 1995, that would make four out of five because they made four in a row. But that's the only other time, as far as I can see, that it's happened. But two, uh, 316-247-0923, that's how you can text the show. Um, listen to the show almost every day. Just wanted to say I called the Ravens falling apart Friday. And I'm looking right at the text, texter. It says, I think the Ravens are going to fall apart this weekend. So you're right. Called your shot. If you want to be a part of the show, that's the easiest way to do it. 316-247-0923. And if you stay on topic, you'll probably get me to say something during the segment about it. Or if you have a question, feel free. Smart speaker. Here's how you can enjoy the show. Smart speaker. Tell it. To play KKGQ, 92.3. ESPNWichita.com on the stream. So if you're at work and you want to listen on your laptop, your device, your computer, or your phone, that's how you do it. ESPNWichita.com, listen live. And then pretty much you got two options there. You can listen live or you can go Podcast City. All of our shows... Every word we utter is there, ESPNWichita.com. So if you don't text and you don't have proof like the texter did that you called your shot, uh, but you noticed something Jack or I or Pat said that was either right or wrong, it's a podcast forever. No getting around it. We can't lie about what we said or didn't say because... It's all documented, ESPNWichita.com. Tune in on your phone, Spotify, 92.3 FM on your radio. Follow us on X. Be our friends on Facebook. We're at our Riverfront Stadium studio. It's January 29th, and we're headed for a high of 60 degrees today. All right. Going to lay out the show for you here in a second. 
But first, before we do, if you want to make your football cave stand out, you got another couple weeks because the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, and also, if you listen to this show and the Pulse with Pat Strothman, you'll have a chance to be entered to win a Kansas City Chiefs Bud Light Neon sign. Pay close attention. And when you hear the Travis Kelsey sounder during a segment, be the third caller to be registered to win. It's brought to you by Bud Light. Easy to Sunday, easy to enjoy. Bud Light is the official beer sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You've got to be 21 years or older to enter. So be listening religiously like I know a lot of you do. And when you hear the sounder, give us a shout, cross your fingers, and hope you're number three. You'll be registered to win that sweet Kansas City Chiefs Bud Light neon sign. All right, show map for you shortly after our moment of levity. Jack Johnson, go. 2620 instead of 2420. Oh, you good. They're 2620 20, Baltimore. 3716 Baltimore. Ravens, Chiefs, you like. The Ravens. Joe Thune isn't playing. The Dolphins pass rush. They're injured. Buffalo, a little old on defense, low injuries. But this Ravens defense is going to eat them up. The Chiefs actually get blown out. Nick, I don't even hate to tell you this. It's on the table. Oh, oh my gosh, Harry, swallow That was, those were two real flat names. Uh, so nobody riding with Patrick Mahomes? Oh, think again. Greeny is, as long as 15 is out there, I say he's going to find a way to win. I need to see someone be, you just said yesterday. I need to see someone be Patrick Mahomes before I believe it's going to happen. And now you picked against him the following You know time. why? Because, uh, because I fell victim, victim to the moment. What we've seen from Lamar on this defense, it's, it's just different. It's we'll just see. different. The picks have been made. The helmets have been smashed. When the games be played. Well, the couldn't win every game. The great John Elway couldn't win every game. The great Brett Favre couldn't win every game. You don't win every right. game. All right? And Patrick Mahomes is not going to win Sunday. The Baltimore Ravens are going to win Sunday at home. And I expect the Baltimore Ravens and that defense to figure out a way to stop Patrick Mahomes. It's Baltimore's time. They're the better team. Kansas City's had one good offensive game in about the last 10. But, but it their seems defense to me that's is bad. An exaggeration. Their defense has been good, but their defense ain't Baltimore's defense. It's close. It is. It's close, though. But it is. Was that Will Bonnet there? Very end. There you go. Wow. That's quite a little montage that Jack put together there. That is funny if you're a Chiefs fan for sure. Um, and if you know Jack, like Pat and I and Chance know Jack, you know that Jack spent a lot of times, a lot of time yesterday from about 3.15 Central Daylight Time on scouring the Internet for just those sorts of things. Now, you... You brought it up to me, and I kind of doubted you in that there were some people saying that the Ravens would blow out the Chiefs. I thought you were kind of making that up, but apparently during that little uh, soliloquy that you put together there that somebody actually went on record. Who was that? Can you identify who that was? Uh, Jason McIntyre said they were going to get blown out. Colin Coward said that he thought Baltimore could clobber the Chiefs. Um, multiple people on ESPN thought it was going to be a, a runaway for Baltimore. And here we are, 10 points from the best team that's ever walked the earth uh, in the most crucial game of their entire career. And here we are once again, four times in five years, we get to talk about a Super Bowl involving the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, and talk about it we will. In the first hour, that's all we're going to talk about. So if you got Chiefs thoughts, uh, go right ahead. Texas said everyone was against Kansas City. 316-247-0923. Text us your thoughts or questions or whatever. Because we're going to talk, uh, talk about the Chiefs quite a bit. First segment, we'll lay out how that, how it happened, uh, the history behind the result of what happened and looking forward just a teeny tiny bit, but we'll have a lot of time over the next coming days to talk about, uh, Chiefs 49ers. That's in the first segment. Second segment. We will have, as we did in the uh, aftermath of the Bills game, Jack and I will have three big things that we saw, either three plays or three occurrences, three happenings that uh, steered the Chiefs in the right direction. 
So we'll have that for you in the second segment. Also, a Twitter question, the X question, at ESPN Wichita, has to do with the early look at the Super Bowl, uh, the spread, the total, and all that stuff. And we got some uh, info to tell you about ESPN Bet. It's live now in Kansas. So we'll have some info on that for you coming up at uh, 1245 or so. And if we have time, I think we will, uh, during that particular segment, we'll hear from Patrick Mahomes post game. So we'll have a little audio for you uh, after we have the uh, three big things that we saw. And then that'll lead into a simultaneous big win down here as opposed to up there. Well, up there meaning northeast. Uh, the Shocks snapped a long losing streak on the hardwood. So we got that to talk about. And we also have uh, tickets to give away to the game on February the 7th. So be listening later on for that. We'll give you some Wichita State UTSA tickets uh, coming up later on this hour. And then we'll pivot to KU Talk. Matt Tate, our insider when it comes to KU basketball, brought to you by Super Pools. We'll talk to him at 125. So the KU Iowa State game we need to talk to, uh, with him about. And then I'm old Jack Young at the end of the show, January 29th. And today's I'm old Jack Young brought to you by Farha Roofing. All that comes your way today, and you know how to be a part of it. Shoot us a text, give us a call, whichever you like. So the Chiefs did it. They reached back-to-back Super Bowls after beating the Ravens 17-10 to to capture the Lamar Hunt Trophy as the AFC champions, probably further uh, tickling Jack that they did it on the field and not in the locker room. They did it right in the middle of the field in Baltimore for all the lingering Ravens fans before they get their butts out of there and all the Chiefs fans hanging around for probably the better part of an hour at the end of that game. But now... Kansas City will have six Super Bowl appearances in franchise history, the sixth most Super Bowl appearances, trailing San Francisco, Dallas, Denver, Pittsburgh, and New England. A total of 12 different teams have combined to make 23 back-to-back Super Bowl appearances with the Chiefs doing it in 19 and 20, and now 22 and 23. Only seven other teams have reached back-to-back Super Bowls multiple times. We already told you Buffalo, but also Dallas and New England had three consecutive back-to-back appearances. With their starts yesterday in the game against the Ravens, Kelsey and Mahomes both extended their franchise history marks for the most and second-most postseason starts. Kelsey, with the start yesterday, had his 21st postseason start. That's the most. And Patrick Mahomes is now in second with 17. And perhaps 16 and holding Chris Jones. There's one, two, and three in postseason starts in Chiefs history. Mahomes, with a historic postseason performance yesterday, connected with seven different receivers, 30 completions, 241 yards. By the way, Jack, how scary is Las Vegas? Because one of the, one of the props that we quote-unquote quote bet on in the pick six was his passing yards. His total was 240 and a half. And with that last throw uh, to MVS, that yep. got him to 241. Yeah. You kidding me? <laughs> I texted that. I said, even for the, the Lions and the Niners, right? Niners were a seven-point favorite. They were down by 17 at halftime. And then with, what, five minutes ago in the fourth quarter, they were covering. They were covering. <laughs> they were covering. <laughs> they were yep. covering. And, it's wild. And if uh, the Lions didn't have a fourth down touchdown, yep. they would have covered. Mm-hmm. They would absolutely cover. Yep. Uh, texter says, best part of the Chiefs game was how Baltimore tried to hype up their crowd, bringing out Ray Lewis in the intro. In the second half, turn out the lights, uh, bring out Terrell Suggs. I'm loving it. 
Let's roll. Go Chiefs. Thank you, Texter. By the way, we will have a presence at Super Bowl Radio Row. And I bet you uh, somebody at some point today will give you more details on that. I won't do it now because I'm a good secret keeper. Uh, But with those 241 passing yards, Mahomes claimed the second most passing yards in championship championship games in NFL history. He now has 1,756 in his six conference championship games. He uh, eclipsed Joe Montana's mark. And yesterday marked Mahomes' sixth consecutive conference championship game, breaking a tie with the snake, Kenny Stabler, for the second most consecutive conference championship game appearances by a quarterback in the Super Bowl era. He trails Tom Brady's eight straight. It also marked the 14th postseason win in games that he's started tying him for third all-time behind Tom Brady and tied with Joe Montana. So, all those kudos to kind of lead you into the backdrop of how it happened. And I was listening to uh, our parent station, sister station, whatever you want to call it, 810 in the aftermath, and Joshua Briscoe brought this up, Jack, that if someone told you, and I'm paraphrasing here and maybe jumbling around the, the context, but you know, forgive me. If somebody told you, Jack Johnson, that the Chiefs wouldn't score any points in the second half of the AFC championship game, what would you have thought? Because they didn't, but won yesterday anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody would have said that they won this game. And, and really, I said this to you before the show today, they kind of won comfortably. I mean, yes, it was 17-10. to 10, It was a one-score game. But, you know, the Ravens were down double digits for the majority of that game. Um, and, and that is what is so incredibly impressive about this defense, about Steve Spagnuolo, and about this Chiefs team as a whole. But uh, you would be lying to yourself. I would have never sat there and said, oh, no, the defense is good enough to hold Baltimore to seven points for the majority of that game. No, I, if they were shut out in the second half, I would have thought Baltimore wins that game anywhere from 7 to 10 points. If I told you the halftime score and then told you the Chiefs wouldn't score in the second half, would you have felt differently? I think maybe, right? A little bit differently, yeah. I think it would have come down to a final possession in the final minute Um, just because if you just had 17-7, to I'm going, well, I mean, the Chiefs' defense is clearly playing really well, so I have no reason to believe they're going to get blown away in the second half because, remember, all season long. They get better in the second half. So Mm -hmm. I would have thought the Chiefs either win close or the Ravens win in the final minute. Held the ball 15 more minutes than Baltimore. Uh, Wound up winning 17-10. to Uh, Offensively, once Andy Reid saw the way that things were going, called a real conservative game, which you and I have talked about, well, I've talked about ad nauseum, that I didn't think he was capable of calling a game like that. Of course, this was in the regular season, probably – Week 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there, or maybe after every one of those week's games. But he could see the writing on the wall with that defense, how they were playing. The Ravens had only five first downs in the first half, 110 yards, and seven points. Now, when you're playing a Lamar Jackson offense, you can't take away plays like, okay, take out that touchdown to Zay Flowers, and they would have done this, this, and this. Well, you can't because that's part of Lamar's wizardry that he spun out of a sack by, who was it, Leo Chanel? Yeah, it was Chanel. On that, yeah. So part of you would say, well, if Leo Chanel makes that sack, and Jack brought this up, they would have shut out the Ravens and probably would have been ahead seven, uh, 21 to nothing at halftime. Well, you can't take that out because that's part of Lamar's brilliance. But 17 first-half points. Uh, with a 19-yarder to Kelsey that basically made Baltimore play zone for the remaining three-and-a-half quarters because when they came out, man, uh, Mahomes and Kelsey picked them apart. And then you had the Ravens with seven points and a half coming on that 30-yard touchdown pass to Zay Flowers. More on Zay Flowers in a minute. But uh, Nick Bolton... 
was unfortunately in coverage there. And that play wasn't the 9.78 seconds that Patrick Mahomes had when he flipped that miracle to Kelsey, but it was close. That was a long time to try to cover Zay Flowers or anybody else in the secondary. But that was the only touchdown the Ravens scored all day. And at that point, I remember thinking, this game may end up 34 to 33. Like whoever has the ball last, because that made it four, well, it made it seven to seven. Chiefs uh, went down and scored 14 to seven, but um, started thinking, or was it 14 to nothing? I forget. But anyways, 14 to seven at one point, And I'm thinking whoever's going to have the ball last is going to win. Well, it was that way, but uh, not the way that that start would lead you to believe. And then the only scoring in the second half didn't come until the Ravens were able to put a scoring drive together at the very end of the game with just over two minutes left. And that was Justin Tucker's uh, 43-yard field goal. And while the Ravens' defense did tighten up in the second half, I mean, in a good way for them, I feel like Andy Reid knew the, the direction of that game. And he could read pardon the pun, the the way that that game was unfolding and a, t- a, a first down or two here and there and punts by Tommy Townsend weren't going to be the worst thing in the world. But the 32-yard pass to Marquez Valdez-Scantling was just a chef's kiss for many, many reasons to salt that game away after the Chiefs got the ball Ahead of the two-minute warning, and on third and nine, Mahomes said, basically, screw it. Here we go. Let's end this thing. And they did. They got to kneel it out after the two-minute warning. And it was the second road game. The Chiefs win in this playoff stretch with, of course, the first one coming to Buffalo. And the, the rhetoric... I think is somewhat misguided or misrepresented. I'll get your thoughts on this, Jack, before we uh, go to the next segment and talk about the three big things during the course of the game. I didn't think that the, the theme of the last couple of weeks was Patrick Mahomes can't win on the road. I thought there were people twisting that, and I th- thought that was really contrived. The real thing was he's never been on the road. And if you wanted to make a big deal out of that, then okay, that's fine. But to me, the Patrick Mahomes can't win a playoff game on the road is really contrived, and you really are reaching if you thought that that was really a big thing. Your thoughts? Oh, it was such a stupid narrative. And here's where I stand on it. This goes for Arrowhead as well. Like, great quarterbacks, experienced quarterbacks, don't get as rattled as you think on the road. I've always believed that – home court and home field advantage is very more a a college thing. Like, if you're an 18-year-old quarterback, a 19-year-old quarterback going to play in Happy Valley at Penn State, or you're going, like C.J. Stroud, for example, going to M&T Bank Stadium, like, that is going to discombobulate you a little bit more because I don't think you've experienced something like that. Patrick Mahomes, because of the Chiefs' brand and them being basically a top contender since he took over, it's going to pack stadiums when he goes. He's played in loud environments before, so... You know, figuring out how to win on the road, it's not as difficult as you think. This is why I was foolish back in the Brady era that every time Brady came to, to Kansas City, it was like, oh, well, it's going to discombobulate him. Sometimes, got it, him. It, but it wasn't yeah. really him. It was like the AFC title game. I was like, that's going to be the loudest Arrowhead's ever been. And what did Brady do? They scored 37 points and won in yep. overtime. It's like, yep. it's not going to discombobulate a great like quarterback. Peyton Manning strolled in there and had a no oh punt game. Oh, my God. Yeah, just you know, dominated the Chiefs yeah. every single time. Um, and that's what great quarterbacks do. And so for people going, oh, he's never seen a crowd like, yes, he has. He's yeah, he's he seen has. crowds like this his entire career. And it's more so for rookie linemen, rookie quarterbacks of, wow, I don't know how to handle noise like this. Like last week, you saw C.J. Stroud come unglued at times and the offensive line come unglued because they were not used to moments like that before. The Chiefs have played in Super Bowls now four of five years. They know the, the stakes of games like this. And for those saying, oh, well, he's always got to play in the comfort of his own stadium, 
it's interchangeable to me. It doesn't yeah, matter if they're on the I great agree. quarterbacks. It does not matter where they're playing. So to your point, that was yeah. a lazy. That was a lazy narrative. I'm glad you agree. Uh, yeah. Texer said 100. percent If you're the man, home field or away doesn't mean that much. Yep, agree, agree. All right, that's uh, our road to the Super Bowl. That's going to last a couple of weeks. The Road to the Super Bowl presented by Davis Liquor Outlet Neighborhood Locations at Superstore Prices. Find a location at davislickeroutlet.com. A 35-game streak ended yesterday. I'll tell you what one that was. And three big things that Jack and I saw that led to Chief 17, Ravens 10, and another Super Bowl. Keep the text coming. 316-247-0923. Three big things. Next, it's 1224. You're listening to The Shane Dennis Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Were you at Twin Peaks yesterday watching the AFC Championship game or perhaps the Lions and 49ers in the NFC Championship game? Well, if you weren't and you weren't aware, it's a great place to watch sports. 21st and Rock, Ridge and Taft. We've got two locations in our Fairburg for you to go to Twin Peaks. Enjoy those 29-degree man-sized drafts. Also, local craft beers. they got handcrafted whiskey cocktails. They also have tequila cocktails, an extensive bourbon category, and top-shelf spirits and cocktails, and they prove it by serving them over ice balls. If you get a beverage over ice balls, you know it's classy. And Twin Peaks does it like no one else. Head in there. 21st and Rock, Ridge and Taft. We'll be at the East location coming up this Friday from noon to 4. Spoiler. So come see us then and kick off your weekend early with us from noon to 4, Twin Peaks East. Twin Peaks never settle. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability. They value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Hey, ESPN Wichita listeners, Shane here, and I'm joined by Evan with Four Seasons RV. Big stuff coming up. Tell us about your RV show slash open house, Evan. This Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, we're having a huge RV show indoors. Over 100 brand new and pre-owned RVs and campers to look at. It's a great opportunity to learn all about camping and how easy it is to go have fun at the lake with the family, no matter what kind of vehicle that you drive. We have brand new campers starting under $20,000 and no payments due until May. Make that short drive to Abilene. Check out their Facebook page. Head over to KansasRV.com for new and used fifth wheels, compact trailers, travel trailers, and much, much more. It's free. Did I mention it's free? Four Seasons RV, where the fun begins. Natalia, solid dismount, but that little pause is a deduction. Top tumblers hope to stick the landing with Coach Jasmine. That aerial sequence still needs work. She needs more certified athletic trainers to find her balance. Focus. I'm going to need you for the all-around. Wait, who's spotting the vault? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. 
Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. This segment is brought to you by KDOT. Kansas is the second worst state in the nation for distracted driving crashes. Let's do better. Put your phone down and drive like your life depends on it, because it does. Twelve twenty-nine here on a Red Monday. Shane Dunn's show. Shane and Jack with you for next hour and a half. A lot more Chiefs talk to get to, but we'll get to some basketball in hour number two. Wichita State, KU, chiefly among the topics that we'll get to. But right now, we got three big things that we saw from the game yesterday in Baltimore that led the Chiefs to a seventeen to ten win over the Ravens, and send them back to the Super Bowl back-to-back years and four out of five and a rematch with the 49ers. Uh, My first big thing goes hand-in-hand with a 35-game streak that ended. A little bonus trivia, Jack. Do you know what that streak was that ended yesterday? Oh, man. Has to do with the Ravens, not the Chiefs. Is it actually something to do with their DVOA or the defense? No, no, it's nope, nope. Just the Ravens in general. Just their, it has to do with their offense. There's Mm -hmm. a hint. They had 35 games in a row where they ran for at least 100 yards. Oh, wow. And they really didn't come all that close to it yesterday. So my first big thing is eight things, and that would be eight designed runs. That's what they called. Uh, at one point, well, after the first quarter, it was seven to seven. And then in the second quarter, Isaiah Pacheco ran for that two-yard touchdown uh, with 11 minutes left, so that made it 14 to seven. But it was, in essence, a one-possession game for plenty of that game. I'm not going to go back and tell you exactly how many minutes that that was a 14 either a 14 to 7 game or a 7 to 7 game. But the fact that the Ravens only ran eight designed runs is baffling to me. Lamar ran eight times for 54 yards. I'm taking him out. Now, designed runs with him, okay, there may be a couple of those. But You get the point. Gus Edwards had three carries, and Justice Hill had three carries. How you get away from what you do that drastically, that's on you. And I don't know that John Harbaugh is taking any arrows today. Maybe he is in in Baltimore. When you lose, that kind of comes with the territory when it comes to your fan base. But when you are identified so much with that. I'm taking away the defense for the Ravens here. I think we all understand statistically how great their defense is and was. But this is what your offensive bread is buttered with, running the ball. Two of those runs went to Zay Flowers. He had a gain of three and a gain of one. Your running backs got six carries for 23 yards. That might be the biggest stat and among a game uh, among a game with many of them jack for as maligned as dan campbell might be in detroit this morning that is uh that's criminal what john harbaugh or todd munkin or whoever you want to hang this on and i guess eventually it goes to the head coach's door how do you have eight design runs with an offense that does nothing but run. That's a big-time screw-up for him. You know, uh, I don't usually put all my chips into the argument of, well, teams that have been there before know how to play in situations like that, but this is one of those scenarios I think you can use that argument. Uh, Because Baltimore, let's all be honest, when they saw the way the Chiefs' offense was moving against their defense, panic set in. Uh, because they also know the numbers of Lamar Jackson and that Ravens team when they're trailing. They were 0-24 mm-hmm. 
when trailing by 10 or more at halftime. And that's exactly and this, what they and this was And this was just what you called for last mm-hmm. week. Like, if the Chiefs get out early and play from in front, yeah. look out. The Ravens are going to pucker. And they did. Yeah, it's it's not even – like, I, I usually – you know me. I'll, I'll stand on a pedestal if I get something right. But this, to me, felt very obvious. Like, I, I knew when they were down by seven, they were going to try to throw the football because they'd rather – live and die at the hands of their MVP, which is a good game plan to use. But in doing so, they kind of forgot that what makes Lamar so good is that dual threat ability and having a running back that uh, you have to focus on a little bit. The Chiefs were totally fine uh, just defending Lamar in the way of just, hey, let him throw the football. You know, if they hand the ball off to Gus Edwards, we got him locked down. If they, you know, hand it off up the middle, we got it locked down up here because they knew if Baltimore was to keep up with Kansas City, they were going to have to start completing some throws, and when those passes get batted down, when Lamar's under duress, everything gets discombobulated, mm-hmm. and that's what we saw. There was not a comfort level for Baltimore at any point in that game. I thought the only play they looked somewhat comfortable was immediately when they had to go for it on fourth and one, and then Lamar yeah. picked up 50 yards. But even then, right, instead of keeping his head down and running, which I think he would have gotten six if he did, he's looking behind at LeJarrius yeah. Sneed right, right there. So that to By me— By the way— Legere Sneed not diving after him mm-hmm. saved the touchdown. Very much that so. was that would have been very tempting to try to dive and get him, mm-hmm. but Mike Edwards wasn't running him down if if Sneed didn't. No. So that was huge. Uh, very very big play uh, in that moment of the game. But you just see with teams like this, uh, Cincinnati last year, Buffalo last week. There are moments in the game where you are going to pucker up. It's natural. Every The Chiefs have had moments where they puckered up. In the second half, mm-hmm. the Chiefs puckered up a little bit because the offense stagnated a little bit. Uh, but that's just where you get back to your roots. And Kansas City has a specific way in which they like to play football. And they may be the best in the league at getting great teams to go off script, to go off their game. Now, there are teams with quarterbacks that are great with improvising. I think Buffalo is one of those, which is why the defense couldn't really slow them down. You could get... Allen out of the pocket and put pressure on him, but still, he'd find somebody to get it open with. Lamar is that quarterback who, as fantastic as he is, he has to have things really go in his favor. He's got to be playing from ahead. He's got to hit the first or the second read. When you get him having to worry about the third and the fourth read and get him outside the pocket and then pick between throwing and running, that's when you see Lamar at his worst. And fortunately for Steve Spagnuolo in this defense, I would say 60 to 65 to even 70% of that game, Lamar was playing at his worst because of how uncomfortable the Chiefs defense made him. Give me another big thing. Yeah, I mean, this one's going to be fun to go over. I think it was the pregame stuff. Um, (laughs) I I think the pregame stuff of Patrick Mahomes and Kelsey chirping with Tucker, uh, Jalen Watson getting in a fight with the guy who gave up the game-winning catch to MVS – like, what I love about this team, and I'll be honest, I'm not going to stand up here and go, I always believed in them. Hell no, I didn't. There were multiple shows. I'm like, this is who they are. They're not mm-hmm. going to get any better, as I think a lot of people did in Kansas City. So I'm not going to say I've always been a believer in this team. They've changed who they are in the playoffs, which I wanted to see happen. I was never sold on it, though. But what's great about this team is that they really don't care about bulletin board material. Uh, they don't care about teams that try to get under their skin. Because what I saw yesterday was the bully when you were growing up and he'd steal the kid's lunch food and maybe he'd dump it on his head, maybe he'd eat it right in front of him, and everybody go, oh, that's so, you know what, I can't wait till someday somebody stands up to the bully. And you know what, nobody ever does. The Chiefs continue to take people's food, they throw it in their face, they eat it right in front of them, and they just continue to move on. I, I think it, well, that, I think that in the last couple of years they're used to people hating them, so it's like, well, we're not, not going to change their mind anyway, so yeah. screw it. The Chiefs could have held a flag football game for kindergartners yesterday on the field before <laughs> and everybody been like those guys are, are just cynical I hate them so much and and they deserve to lose this game there's nothing they can do so might as well lean into being the villain and I'm just yeah. I was cackling at everybody thinking that this was going to be some vengeful moment for a damn kicker in Justin Tucker I'm like no this was great to see Mahomes and Kelsey toss his stuff to the side hey Justin Tucker can want whatever he wants you know what if that's your routine that's your routine I think he was doing it to get under the skin of the Chiefs but they just continue to do things that bullies would do. And the fight beforehand, Baltimore's trying to get up under their skin. And they just went right back at them. And you know what? They get to leave the stadium with a win knowing that Baltimore tried everything they could to get under their skin. And most NFL teams do. And it's just it's great to see, which is why it's a big moment. They knew 31 NFL fan bases were 
grasping at anything possible to believe Lamar and the Ravens could do this. Everybody's emotion, their happiness, weighed in the balance of Lamar Jackson in this game. And you looked for every little thing that would be this Hollywood storybook ending of, oh, the Chiefs are, are bullies in the pregame and therefore it's going to bite them in the ass and, and Lamar's going to win as, as it's supposed to happen. This ain't Hollywood. This is real yeah. life. And now you have grown-ass men talking about the NFL rigging things and the, the no, officials God. are in on it. And, you know, I asked the I think Jeff Schwartz on Twitter pointed out perfectly. He was like, if the NFL's rigged, why is the biggest brand the league has haven't been to a Super Bowl in 20 years mm-hmm. in the Dallas Cowboys, or, or 30 years for that matter? It's like... It, it just, when you get to that point, that level of hatred, that level of venom, you lean into it. And I've always been preaching that for this fan base, this team, to be the best version of themselves, lean into being hated. Be as hated as you possibly could be. And that was another one of those reasons. But I'll tell you this, not every team can do it. There are the big bad wolves on every single team, and they'll try to be chirpy. I mean, we saw the Raiders one time come in and dance on the logo at midfield at Arrowhead Stadium. Then they lost by 31 points. There are a lot of teams that try this this energy with other teams. And for the Chiefs, yeah, you can make fun of, oh, it was a kicker they were making fun of. Well, if anybody would have come over that side of the field, I think it would have been the same reaction. But it's like you have these teams, these top dogs. The Ravens were the alpha all year long, and yet the Chiefs are like, you know, we've been here before, and we're going to continue to to do this type of stuff, get under your skin, get under everybody's skin. And at the end of the day, they walked out with a W. They also walked out with three unsportsmanlike conduct or unnecessary roughness penalties Against the Ravens, Kyle Van Noy headbutts Travis Kelsey in the first half. He starts laughing about it. You had Zay Flowers uh, taunting as unbelievably overtly as you possibly could in maybe three different ways. Legereus Sneed got caught for that. Then he had his comeuppance by fumbling. And there was an unnecessary roughness by Patrick Queen, who came across the... uh, well, at least once, maybe twice. He, he may have done it twice. So there may have been four unnecessary roughness or unsportsmanlike penalties on the Ravens and none against the Chiefs. My other big thing, or another big thing, was Harrison Butker's 52-yard field goal just ahead of the halftime gun. And the reason why uh, is twofold here. The Chiefs got the ball at the 11-yard line with 150 left to go in the half. So just to get a field goal... Uh, at the end of the first half was huge, not only for points, but because they got the ball to start the second half. Now, that didn't turn out to – that didn't materialize into anything. But you get a Pacheco one-yard run followed by a unnecessary roughness penalty on Patrick Queen. You had a roughing the passer. You had a 21-yard pass to Kelsey. And you had a six-yard pass to Rasheed Rice. And then on second and four, an incomplete pass intended for Noah Gray with 30 seconds left and back-to-back holding penalties to make it third and 24 at the Baltimore 43. Out of field goal range, I think it's pretty clear, even if it was Justin Tucker, that might have been out of field goal range because that would have been a 61-yarder if they didn't gain any yards after that. But they did get nine to Kelsey. And on 4th and 15 from the 34, Butker drills a 52-yard field goal to give the Chiefs their final points. So back-to-back holds don't often lead to points, but Butker is having the year of his life, and I thought that 52-yarder was huge. You got one more big thing, Jack? Yeah, I mean, I feel like we got to bring up that that fumble uh, Zay Flowers had in the moments after the taunting penalty. And I thought it was a, a good breakdown, too, of, you know, usually I'm not a huge fan of the broadcast booth when they bring you in to give the rules analysts, but it wasn't so much the chirping that Zay Flowers had. It was spinning the ball down on him, which I mm-hmm. guess per that penalty, that's like a, the big no-no. Like, that's like, a, you know, in baseball, when you say that one word to the umpire, automatic ejection that Bull Durham. Yeah, I've, I've, like, we were talking about this <laughs> this morning. If you talk, the referees will tell you to shut up. Yeah. But if you push a guy down and spin the ball on him, that – it's out of their hands. They got to call that. And that's where you see a rookie and a veteran in the moment because, you know, Lejerry Sneed could have gotten up super pissed mm-hmm. off. I mean, in that moment, yeah, you're kind of emasculating the man a little bit. You shove him down and throw the ball in his face. Like, I think yeah. that'd piss off just about any human. But he didn't do anything because he knew that in moments like that, hey, I can probably draw a penalty in a spot like this. And Travis Kelsey, as you pointed out, 
got a, a personal foul on Kyle Van Noy, who's played in Super Bowls. He was a veteran. He's been around the block and a dumb moment. They never penalize the first guy. They always penalize the second guy when you make that mistake. Like Jerry Sneed, I think, held on to a Flowers' foot a little bit too long, and that you know kind of got Flowers to get up and get in his face a little bit. They're always going to flag the second guy. But to stay poised in that moment to lead me into the big play – you know, what I, I see a lot of guys do in the NFL, and college for that matter, when somebody's diving over the goal line, you'll just see them try to make the tackle, right? You're still trying to stop them before the goal line. Very, very few guys have the football IQ and the know-how that in that moment, the best thing I can do is try to punch out the football. Because yep. uh, when you're lunging, it's a vulnerable spot. We learned that 101 last week from McCole Hardman in the Buffalo game. He did the big no-no, blindly just you know, put the, goal, the, the ball over the goal line trying to get there, and it was punched out. Now, Zay Flowers had a better look. I think it was a, a good idea to dive because he still was about two or three yards short. But Legereus Sneed, I mean, to also when there's a moving target and you're moving and diving and to hit the ball that perfectly, yeah. never seen anything like that before. But we all know that flipped the game. I mean, M&T Bank Stadium was ready to erupt from a moment like that because that was right after their big play. It seemed like for the first time all game, the offense was really moving the football, and the defense, which had shut down the Chiefs in the second half, would have had an opportunity to get the ball back and and you know uh, give the Ravens an opportunity to tie or take the lead. But that moment sucked the life out of the stadium. That, that was everything. To be inches from making that a three-point game, and then it's fumbled and the Chiefs fall on it and they get the ball back, absolutely crushing. And that is going to be the play – that I think we all remember LeJarrius Sneed, as good of a player as he is, should have been an All-Pro, should have been a Pro Bowler. Uh, I hope that they give him that contract he wants in the offseason because this is a blue-chip type of guy, and he's been a blue-chip his entire career. But that type of play, that might have been one of the smartest plays I've seen from a Chiefs defender all year long. A damn good defense. The IQ on that play was ridiculous. To not just go and try to tackle Zay Flowers while he's diving, to just put all of your focus on the ball and punch it out, Man, there is only a handful of guys that in that moment can perfect a play like that, and Jerry Sneed's one of them. And it, with apologies to Travis Kelsey's diving catch on that 9.78 second play, and also apologies to Dion Bush, my last big thing is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, 32-yard mm-hmm. reception on third and nine with 219 left. The Ravens are out of timeouts. We get that. If you run it, you probably don't make it. And we go to the two minute warning and you got a punt from about midfield, I would say, ish. Hope that Tommy Townsend hangs one up there, doesn't kick it into the end zone, and then hope your defense keeps the Ravens out of the end zone. Could the Ravens drive down the length of the field, score a touchdown, tie the game? Mm, maybe. Not likely, but maybe. But of all people, Marquez Valdez Scantling. A tumbling, backpedaling 32-yard catch to end the game. I'm not sure who had bigger cojones. Whoever called the play or Patrick Mahomes for saying, yep, we're doing this. But after that, all the Chiefs had to do was kneel on it. And for a guy as maligned, and deservedly so, as Marquez Valdez-Scantling has been, he got his revenge on whoever he wanted. Each of the last two games, really, two big catches in the Bills game and that one catch that ended the game yesterday at M&T Bank Stadium. Chief 17, Ravens 10. Texter points out Shannon Sharp said it right, and I'm not a big Shannon Sharp fan. He said Lamar will win MVP deservedly, deservedly so, make no doubt about it. Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. Speaking of... We'll hear from him when we return and mix in the Twitter question as well. But we need to remind you first that ESPN Bet is now live in Kansas. As the official sports book of ESPN, ESPN Bet is the only place to find daily exclusives and offers with your favorite ESPN personalities and shows. Sign up today. New users will get 100 bucks in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Find all your favorite markets and bets like in-game wagering, cross-sport parlays, teasers, and all the props you can handle. That's ESPN Bet. Download today. Mahomes Audio and Twitter coming up next. The Shane Dennis Show will be right back on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. What do people with blindness or low vision need to live to the fullest? Just ask them. It's skill development, scientific breakthroughs, knowledge-based jobs, 
and the same opportunities as everyone else. When you give to Envision, whether it be your time, donations, or your engagement, you make it all possible. That's because at Envision, they don't focus on the disability, they value the ability. They choose not to envision a world without sight, but to envision a world where people who are blind or visually impaired are empowered to reach their full potential. Learn more at EnvisionUS.com. Catch the Fab Five with Fat Jack from FatJackSports.com on The Pulse with Pat Strothman every Friday at 2.25 during the football season. Pat and Jack will pick five games against the spread from local and national games. You'll hear angles to games you didn't know existed. Fat Jack has been a leading sports analyst for 28 years. His records are documented and recorded at FatJackSports.com. Listen every Friday for the Fab Five at 2.25 on The Pulse with Pat Strothman on ESPN Wichita. I thought learning a language would be too much work, but Babbel makes learning fun. J'aime Babel. Babbel's lessons only take 10 or 15 minutes, and soon you turn and realize, hey, I'm starting to speak another language. How'd that happen? Babbel isn't robots talking. You learn words and phrases from real native speakers. I was ready for real-life conversations in just a few weeks. So easy. Go to Babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Hello, this is Ben Farha with Farha Roofing. Our team of professionals would like to secure your home or business in 2024. If you have concerns regarding roofing, call Farha Roofing or visit farharoofing.com. Whether it's repair, service, or replacement, Farha Roofing is the team for you. Call Farha Roofing or visit us at farharoofing.com. Farha Roofing, we rise above the rest. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. On that heavy shelf you hung yesterday. Turns out, you didn't use enough anchors. Wait, you didn't use any anchors? <laughs> now you've got an open floor plan. Trendy. And if you have the wrong home insurance, you could need a wall of money to fix this. So get home insurance with Allstate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Based on coverage and limits selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. That's interesting. They didn't know they had a fight song. (laughs) All right. Uh, Chiefs 17, Ravens 10. To the victor belong the spoils, including Travis Kelsey kissing Taylor Swift on the field, Jack Johnson doing victory laps wherever he was when he was watching that game. And everybody in between. We'll hear from Patrick Mahomes here in just a second. And then in hour number two, we'll shift our focus to basketball because Wichita State deserves it. We'll talk about them coming up at 1 o'clock, so here shortly. Uh, We'll talk about Wichita State snapping a losing streak and extending another streak. We'll tell you what that is in just a little bit. And then Matt Tate was some KU basketball talk. They went up to Ames and saw the Cyclones rifle in 14 three-pointers. So we'll talk to him about that and get you ready for KU Oklahoma State. It's coming up tomorrow. Coverage starting at 6.30 right here on the channel. Hawk Talk tonight at 6 o'clock. But before we get there, we need to talk Twitter and hear from Patrick Mahomes. First, at ESPN Wichita is where you can go for today's question, we've got one up there for you every single day. And today's has to do with the early line on the Super Bowl. Who you got? Kansas City plus one, San Francisco minus one, 
Over 47 and a half, under 47 and a half. We'll tell you about the results of those options as we see them right now. Still plenty of time left to vote and repost, but we'll give you the early returns in just a second. But first, here's what Patrick Mahomes had to say post-game, heading to the Super Bowl for the second consecutive year. Yeah, um, yeah, Coach Reed had the confidence to give us a chance to throw the ball in that situation. Um, they they brought, brought some pressure. Had very, Obviously, were very concerned with what Travis was doing, and um, I looked at, I think it was Rasheed first, and the safety cut him, and it, it gave MVS the free lane, and I just put it up and let him make a play. And in those situations, you put it up, you don't want to overthrow it, so you just put it up there one-on-one, let a guy make a play, and um, he did that. He made a great catch um, and sealed the deal. What does it mean to be in yet another Super Bowl? I assume you never get tired of it. No, you don't, you don't take it for granted either. Um, you never know how many you're going to get to um, if you're, or if you're going to get to any. Um, and so it truly is special um, just to do it with these guys after what we've been through all season long, guys coming together. Um, it really is special. But uh, I, I told them, I mean, the job's not done. I mean, our job now is to prepare ourselves to play a good football team in the Super Bowl and try to get that ring. Patrick, uh, Kelsey during the week looked like he was particularly fired up. He said uh, at one point this was, he wanted this one more than any other game. <laughs> Yeah, he's one of those guys that he, he loves the challenge. Um, and, I mean, all week, I mean, rightfully so, we heard about how great their defense was. Um, and they were. I mean, they shut us out in the second half. Um, but for Travis, that's like, all right, what, what can I do against this great defense? Um, and so he, he has that mindset, and he led us like that. Every single practice, every single walkthrough, he was focused in. He was locked in, bringing energy. Um, it makes my job a lot easier when you have a guy that's in that room, that tight end room, that receiving room, and he can lead those young guys and show them how we do and, and uh, lead us uh, to AFC Championship. Patrick, um, I know how much respect you have for Lamar and what mm-hmm. his unit's been able to do. Uh, your defense has been pretty special all throughout the season to see what they did today. Just how do you kind of put it into words? Yeah, it's, it's special because that's a great team and a great quarterback. Um, and uh, Spags, it seems like when the games get bigger, when the challenges get higher, he performs even better. Um, and um, the guys executed the game plan well. Um, they got timely turnovers that played down, down at the goal line, punching the ball out. Uh, I think it was Sneed and recovering it. That was, that was a timely turnover, obviously. And um, whenever they're rolling like that, I have to kind of manage my game. Um, that's stuff that I've learned throughout the season is even if we're not having the success that I want to have, the defense is rolling and getting stops. Let's just take the, take the safe choice, get the ball out of my hand, don't turn the ball over, and let's go win a football game. Last two will go Sam and then Adam. Yeah, it was cool. Um, just going to do two hostile environments, having to come together as a team and, and to win those games and, and hold that trophy. Um, it really was special. Um, but if I had my choice, I'd rather do it at Arrowhead. So we'll try. Uh, after we go through the Super Bowl and hopefully win it, we're going to try to get it back at Arrowhead uh, next year. Last two. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like losing any any games. So every loss, I feel like, is tough. Um, but we always had everything we wanted in front of us, and we had that mindset. And Coach Reed preaches that every single day we come into the building. Um, and, and no one hung their head, and everybody was ready to go. And now we're going to the Super Bowl, and like I said, we're not done. Bye, and Adam. Back to the, pat, the play to Travis where you scramble around and make time and finally floated in there. Can you just take us through that and what that reflects about how you guys play together? I mean, of course, Travis ran the wrong route. Uh, and he ended up getting the football. Um, but, uh, no, we were – the offensive line did a great job protecting. I was kind of – I was trying to find a way to run, but they were they were doing a good job of containing me within the, with the D-line. Um, and then Travis just worked his way to get open, and when he's one-on-one, I give him a chance, and I threw the ball, and he made a heck of a catch. Um, but, uh, I mean, he's a special player, man. And I, and I always say it, but when the lights get brighter, he plays better. Um, and that's the true uh, mark of a champion, and, that, and that's what he is. Last one, Adam. There's there's no difference. The only time I've seen country like kind of a little bit more excited is after winning the Super Bowl. Other than that, it's like the same exact person, but that's what you need. You need your leader to be calm, win, loss, no matter what it is, the same person, come to work every single day and put that work in um, and, and let us uh, be who we are. And he talks about showing your personality um, and lets us be who we are every single day. But he he's the, has that demeanor to show that no matter what the challenge is, we can go out there and uh, attack it. All right, thank you. 
All right, there you go. There's Patrick Mahomes after the game. Plenty more Chiefs talk all the rest of the week and all next week because they are going back to the Super Bowl four out of five times. Let us know what you think on the text line, 316-247-0923. We are going to shift hour number two. We're going to favor the round ball. We're going to talk basketball because Wichita State an impressive win over SMU yesterday at the Roundhouse at the exact same time that the Chiefs were doing battle against the Ravens. Wichita State 77, SMU 72. We'll tell you what streak ended and what continued in a moment. But first, we need to give away some tickets. Wichita State taking on UTSA Wednesday night at 6.30. That's Wednesday the 7th. That's February 7th. If you want to go, give Jack a call. Be caller number three, 316-669-4996, February 7 against UTSA. Pair of tickets for you, 316-669-4996. Shocks Ponies Talk, next. Hey, guys, Nathan Regan from Burnell's Fine Jewelry and Design. 